Okay, so welcome back to Embodied Millions. This is Danielle Margraf, and I'm really, really, really excited because I have the one and only Elizabeth Purvis here with me today, and I couldn't be more grateful and excited to have her here. She's, um, I was just telling her, I don't fangirl uh, for really anybody, but I, I was fangirling a little bit for Elizabeth because I just honor so much, um, admire so much about in what she offers and does for the world. So let me just give you a little bit of background. Elizabeth Purvis is the CEO of Seven Figure Goddess. Um, she is a, she is um, is the premier offers and messaging strategist for high achieving <laughs> transformational leaders ready to scale to seven figures and beyond. Uh, she's the creator of Seven Figure Goddess. I actually got her downloadable book. So that is something you're going to want to get where her specialty is leading experienced coaches, healers, mentors, and spiritual teachers to embody their highest level and scale their businesses on demand without, and you're going to love this webinars, launches, or sales calls. I mean, that alone, uh, like it's the best thing soul, ever sets my soul on fire. Um, Elizabeth combines her in-depth expertise in offers and messaging strategy with her two decades of metaphysical practice to empower her clients to manifest their biggest, boldest money and lifestyle goals while delivering their sole purpose work. Her clients' phenomenal real-world results are known and unparalleled in the industry. Um, Elizabeth and her team are on a mission to help coaches, healers, conscious experts, and consciousness raisers create high multi-six and seven-figure businesses. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you so much, Woot. I'm so happy to be here. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. We just yeah. we we actually just spent the last 30 minutes just chit-chatting. We did. We so were jamming <laughs> before the recording started. <laughs> so I guess the first question, right? Like I, I know that everyone listening, our, our goals, sort of our mission, what we want to accomplish, we want to understand is how do we create embodied millions our way? And you are a seven plus million dollar earner. Um, you have created that for yourself. And so I guess my question, my first question is, can you talk a little bit about that journey for us? Yeah. And thank you for asking, because it is a journey. And I'll tell you, like, you know, right now I'll be really transparent. We're not at seven figures right now. And the reason why is because businesses go in stages. And for the past two years, I have been throttling enrollment so I can get our programs the way I want them to be. <laughs> so I love that. Right I love there, your honesty. Right? Like, I mean, I, I don't, you know, and that's, that's how it works, by the way. Like, it's not, you know, that I don't know if you've ever seen that little diagram. I think it was Derek, the uh, persuasion guy, Derek Halpern, is that his name? Anyway, he used to, he, he, he found this graphic and it was like the life of an entrepreneur. You think it's going up straight on an arrow, yes. right? And it's really like up, down, up, down, up, down. Yep. That's how it is. Right. And uh, so, so first of all, I just want to speak to that because people think that once you're successful and it's always looking the same, but it, you, you're, you're, you're always successful. Right. So it's been a journey and, um, it started about, it started, oh my goodness. Like, I can't believe it's been, I left my job, J-O-B. <laughs> I used to call it my soul sucking job. It was actually the people I work with were amazing. And as engineering jobs go, it was fantastic, but I didn't want to be there anymore. Um, <laughs> but I left that in early 2007. So it's been a hot wow. minute. And oh, the first God. two years, I was completely in the pooper because 
I had no idea what I'd gotten myself into. I was like a six-figure engineer. I was paid, you know, after bonuses, I would I was at the six-figure mark in New York City. And um, and I I started out as a direct response copywriter. Well, I thought it, well, I should say this too. I thought I was gonna be a writer. I thought I was gonna be writing young adult fantasy, urban fantasy. And wow. Yeah, that was the world I was coming from. And it's a story how I made the transition. And it was actually really uncomfortable to make the transition because my identity was all wrapped up in that. And so when a new thing came in, I was like, oh, there was all this cognitive dissonance. And what will my writer friends think of me and stuff? And but I got into direct response copy because um, and that was really, you know, one of the things that was out there at the time for online marketing, because there, you know, it wasn't like it was. It wasn't like it is now. Back then, it wasn't like it is now. And um, and I remember just being like, oh my God, this is a magical tool. That was those were my thoughts. I was like, this is actually magic in action, this whole jam, mm-hmm. you know? And but it was really confronting to my identity and what I thought I was going to do. And I think that right there is kind of our first clue about millions your way, right? And that because we when we think about millions your way, we often think about, well, I'm gonna do it my way, and this is my blueprint, and blah, blah, blah. But millions your way often come with confrontation around what you're not, what you're going to do that you didn't think you were going to do. I thought millions my way was going to be me writing books and building a fan base on Twitter and in being in the publishing industry. And when I got into that, I had to admit to myself, first of all, I'm way too far into my low self-esteem and low confidence and schniz. And I will never, ever get out of that in the pub- if I'm in the world of publishing. I will never, ever find my way out right? Because Mm -hmm. it was all about breaking in and are you good enough? And there were agents talking about the slush pile and the yahoos that they dealt with. And I was sitting there taking it all personally, right? But I thought that that was the world that I was going to be in. I'm making up all these Mm -hmm. stories, right? Um, But that's the world I thought I was going to be in. And so for me to step out of that and be totally activated by something that I thought was bad and wrong, like I thought, Oh my goodness, when my mentor, Terry Windling, when my favorite human beings like Ellen and Delia and Holly Black, when they find out that I'm sending sales letters about crystal Merkabas, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I was just beside myself. And that was completely unnecessary. I didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. But like the jar to the ego, like the jarring like identity switch. That's also part of doing it your way. Part what if we want a smoother path to doing it your way, what I would if I could go back then and give myself a hug, right? I'd be like, dude, you know, I, like identity is an awesome magical tool. We get to play with it however we want, but if we hold on too tightly to, you know, what we think it's going to look like and we sit there and make ourselves wrong because we want to do something that looks crazy, oh my goodness. But that was me for the first like you know, two years or so. And it was really hard. And then I finally was, I finally, somehow I moved myself through all that. And I was like, cause the other thing was confronting was like, I didn't want to write all the time either. I'm a, I, I identify as a writer first and foremost, but I cannot spend my life just writing behind a computer without interacting with people. Mm-hmm. So this thing called coaching came in and I was like, Oh my God, like it all opened up. So I had to totally like reorient myself 
And it was at it was at that time that I got the marching orders. That was in 2009. So two years on the path, early 2009, I got the kick in the pants from the goddess. And she was like, listen, you're here to be a part of the movement to bring magic to the mainstream. And I remember it would happen in Prospect Park. We were talking about, we're talking about Prospect Park minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So I was walking around the loop in Prospect Park and she is just like, guess what? And I had to pull over <laughs> and hug a tree and cry my eyes out. And I was like, I can't manifest my way out of a paper bag right now. So mm-hmm. you're smoking crack goddess up there. You know, mm-hmm. you're, there's crack in the sky, apparently. <laughs> That's not the greatest phrase to use now. And, you know, I apologize. It's old school. But that's literally what I thought back yes. at the time. And, um, you know, but then I realized it started to click. I was like, oh, okay, you, you here's what you're gonna do, Elizabeth. Entrepreneurship is the is the at it's the avenue for magic to work through, right? Mm-hmm. Some magicians and pra- magical practitioners, they do it for the growth. I do it for the outcomes. Like mm-hmm. I magic's gotta have a purpose. I mean, it doesn't, and it it certainly stands on itself and it's enough in and of itself, but like, why the fudgenators are we doing all this? If it's not going to make our lives better and we're not going to actually create stuff, it's I'm, I'm a creator, right? That's so I was like, wait a minute, like entrepreneurship and helping people grow their business and helping people make a shit ton of money. I hope I can swear. I hope that's all right. Yes, of course. Uh, um, <laughs> that's what I'm going to apply all the magic teachings to. And then that all started to come together. I was like, okay, I get it. I'm going to have the the business part of the business and I'm going to have the metaphysics part of the business and they're going to feed into each other. And from that moment forward, I just got to work. And the first thing I had to do, and so we're talking about, you know, millions your way. First thing, I, the next thing I had to do, because the reorienting my identity to like, I'm doing this, not that. <laughs> Right was the first thing I will say. I'll just say one more. If I had let go of that, all that shiz sooner, it would have been a much smoother path. Yeah, and that's a really powerful point because I think that there is this. We sort of do get attached to how we think it should look. Yeah, we are in it. So I just love that you said that because our way isn't just our way. Ego, like where? Right? It is letting go of all the things. Yeah. And as we're talking, I'm realizing I'm making some, you know, connections for myself, which I did before we got on. Thank you very much. Right. (laughs) This is, and it's so funny. I just let a a call for some of our, um, some of our clients. I I put on a, you know, a bonus training about how to get, um, you know, people raising their hands out of your email list. And I did a lot of debriefs and a lot of offer jamming, which I do. And it came up, someone was like, well, I've got all these, you know, I can, I can do my magic for this person and this person and this person. And the person who was talking is not, you know, someone who's just fresh off the turnip truck. Like she's got like an 80K to 100K business, but she mm-hmm. hadn't picked the person and I, the real ideal client. And I just said, you know what, until you do that, I'm going off a little bit of sidebar, but I'm going to bring it back. No, but it's, it's important. I was like, until you do that, you're going to be hitting your head on the ceiling and you're going to be pardon the term stuck. And it's the exact same thing, right? Because you have it in, like I said to her and with love, it's coming out differently now. She's like, I said, you have it in your mind that you can do it for everybody. Mm -hmm. And the second we let go of that and apply our magic to one person, off we go. 
right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of, it's a similar, you know, it's a, just like two degrees away from what I experienced in 2007. I thought I was going to be, you know, writing books and putting magic in the books, fiction books. I thought I was going to be writing, like putting all of my sort of initiatory trainings into these young adult novels. That's what I thought I was going to be doing. Right. No. <laughs> right. And as soon as I let go of that, and, and, and in fairness, right, part, I think part of the reason why we, why it's so challenging is because of the people, right? It's like a lot of our clients, a lot of leaders, they feel like if they choose, if they really hone in on one person, they're giving up everybody else. And that's tough. And I thought I was turning my back on, you know, Terry and Alan and Delia and all the people who mentored me and loved me up for five years that I was blundering around in in the comics industry as well. So in any case, when the goddess talked, I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. All right. And I, you know, may like, I, I call uncle, I'm going to take the hands off the wheel a little bit here. And then the next thing became about, you got to learn your craft. Mm. Right. And this was hard. I was like in my mid thirties at the time. And I'm like, wait, I thought I did all that. I went to grad school and I, I'm an engineer and I've got all this magic stuff I've been doing for the past 15 years, you know, nope. You got to learn your craft as a coach and you got to learn your craft as a marketer and you got to learn your craft with what you're teaching. And you got to learn your craft with like the real magic, like transformational work, transforming humans and what human beings actually require in order to change. I had to learn all of that. And I, that took a hot minute. It did, but I, I love I don't yeah. even mean to interrupt you, but I That's just okay, have go to ahead. say, Stop me anytime. I, no, 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 because I just want to, I want to say that I love that you're saying that because yeah. I think one of the great things, because I got into coaching, I was in the middle of the divorce. I had two under two. I was yeah. already a yoga instructor, Reiki master. I have a master's degree. I thought I was going to go the, right. The same thing. It was like this thing, coaching comes through and I'm like, oh my God, coaching this is, is the best amazing. thing ever. Right. It's the best thing ever. And mm-hmm. it's such an easy entry Yes, that I think there's this misconception that we don't have to do those things, but you, the, the, what makes you great, right. And what yeah. supports creating this embodied millions and yeah. creating businesses that can sustain. And I love that you said you do this for the result. Right? Yeah, I do. Like, I'm in it for the breakthroughs and I'm in it for right. the outcome. Exactly. I think we're afraid to say that in the world of magic and goddess and manifesting. I love that. It's the truth. But doing that does take time. We are putting in so much effort and investing in these pieces and parts that support really our, you know, not just our growth, but the result, not just for us, but for everybody who we, you know, bring into our world. Yeah. And the thing is, here's the thing about that. I mean, and I remember, honestly, I, cause I was, I was learning so many things at the time I hired my first mentor who was just, and I hired her because she's a master coach. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to coach like that. I don't want to go. I, and I remember, um, I, you know, I had signed up for a really respected coach training. I, I can't remember the name of it, but everyone knows what it is. And it's like really respected coach training. And I literally canceled when she rolled out her certification, even though, you know, she's just a woman who is a, put a certification together, master coach who put her certification together. She went to coach training and did all of the, you know, she mm-hmm. was like, you or whatever. 
And, but I was like, I want, I want to be able to do what she does. I want to be able to do what she does. And I will sit here at the feet and I will. And I remember I used to listen to her, right. And I, I used to listen to her exchanges on calls and I would literally write them out by hand. It was the same thing when I, when I wrote, right. When I learned how to write and learned how to write copy, you write stuff out by hand so that you, you start to, and I started to unpack what she was doing to much greater degree than she was actually explaining it because, you know, there's only so much time in a day or time in a certification mm-hmm. program or whatever, but I was like, here's what she's doing and here's what she's doing and here's what she's doing. And, um, and it, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful that I went through that, that I did, that I chose to do that. Right. And I remember thinking to myself, I know this can happen faster. I can know this happen faster because at the same time I'm sitting here, you know, learning from people like our, our dear mentor in common, David, David Nagel. Right. And I'm like, I can have it now. I can do it now. And I used to get really caught up on that. I'm not doing it well enough because it's not happening fast enough and it's not happening enough. By the way, it's not happening fast enough, which is one of my things. Okay. That will slow down manifesting like nothing else. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was always in this, in this conflict. Now I know that learning the craft is like, that's part of the best part of it, right? It's uh-huh. part of the best part of it. And one of the things that it gives you is the rock solid confidence to just, or it gave me, and I would invite anyone to choose this because confidence really is something we choose. I was like, you know what? I can, I'm I'm not going to put up with certain bullshit in my field because I went through this. And when clients are on a, a call and talking about how difficult X, Y, Z is, I can say, yeah, I totally get it. And you can do it. And that's what, that's what's required. Right. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, I did all that and more. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it gives you stuff that's greater. <laughs> right? So again, I'm just seeing ahead a little bit. Yeah. And, it, you know, no, but at I, the time I was, I've got to actually learn how to do this. Like I've got to really invest some time in doing and learning how to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was a big part of the first kind of leg of the journey, the first programs that I put out there. Um, that, you know, I had millions of dollars in sales in was goddess business school. And, um, that was a training I created in direct response to people who were charging 20 K for programs or people would go in and then leave with nothing. I will, uh-huh. I will name that, right. There was a time in the industry. So this was, you know, yeah. the GBS was born sort of 20, well, it was born in 2009, but 2010, 2011 is when I was really, um, you know, putting it all together and, and getting my, you know, doing my chops. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I put it together in direct. I was like, this is crazy. We can't have beginners in a 20 K container with three live events a year. And that's all. And they're blundering around between them, between those Mm -hmm. three events. So I put goddess business school together. And what I realize now for beginners, um, or, you know, new and new and emerging. (laughs) And what I realize now is that it was it was one of the things it did to serve me was it taught me my craft. It taught me mm-hmm. craft marketing and it taught me because I was teaching it to others and it taught me really how to, how to coach, you know, like really how to coach. Yeah. So that was the next sort of the next piece. And I got the marching orders from the goddess. The next, you know, five years was kind of the goddess business school era. And mm-hmm. then I started to get restless that I wasn't teaching the metaphysics in the way that I wanted. Cause I was downloading the metaphysics stuff too. I was, and I was 
petrified to teach math. I was petrified to teach magic. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get this wrong. And there was a particular reason why I was really petrified. I, I, um, you know, I did have a, I'm, I have an initiatory lineage with a um, Wiccan group, Wiccan coven called Proteus, which is, is a part of the Gardnerian line, but my um, priestess, Judy, high priestess, uh, broke off and did her own thing and changed the oaths <laughs> that people take. And all this is public knowledge. If you want to nerd out on magic, this is a good place to start. And she changed the oaths. And one of the promises that she made us all promise to is that we weren't going to teach magic unless oh. everyone else took the same oath. Ah. And she did it from a place of, so in Wicca, we say, and harm none, <laughs> right? Harm. She wanted everyone to put their money where their mouth was. And, um, and among other things. And, and I was right. really in agreement and in alignment with it at the time. And I still am. I was like one of the best things I've ever did, but it created all, and I had to renegotiate my agreement and I had to kind of work out what was coming from them and what was not and all kinds of things. Right. But it created all kinds of, it, it added a lot of drag. Let's just put it that way. Cause I had yeah. to here. And so I was downloading all these manifesting teachings and I was like, well, can I, can I really do this? And is it okay? And, you know, all of that was the, all part of the learning the craft part and figuring out the, like, well, what is it that I'm here? Cause this is another piece. And I know you can speak to this. What is it that I'm here to do? What's my unique contribution and how am I going to talk about it? That's mm -hmm. different from everybody else. And I will tell mm -hmm. you all listening, if you haven't found that yet, or if you're like, Oh my gosh, why is it taking so long? I will say that sometimes it takes a long time. Not always. Mm -hmm. But for me, I can see now why it took so long. I can see now that actually, because I learned best through modeling, which was another thing that just, especially at that time in the industry, oh my goodness, everyone said I was a Kendall clone, you know? And it was like, look, this is how human beings learn is they imitate and then they go off and they figure out what they're going to do. And that's essentially what happened. But it was hard because I had to be in five years of this, you know, yeah, <laughs> old lineage, yeah. new lineage. Where's my voice in all of it? What's yeah. mine while serving clients, while trying to help people get results or, you know, helping people get results while making the money I wanted to make all of it. And so I guess what I would want, I think, you know, part of why this is coming through is because if this is sounding familiar, if this is resonating with any of you, if you've ever felt like, you know, oh my goodness, <laughs> why isn't it happening? I'm not enough, all blah, blah, blah. And you have your eyes on this thing called embodied millions your way, right? Mm -hmm. I guess what I want to, what, what, why this is coming through is it's all part of mm -hmm. the outcome you're creating right? It's all part of embodied millions your way. Like now I know that that whole soup <laughs> yeah, happened for a reason and was all part of me becoming, it, it all led to exactly what I teach, what I do, my own unique voice now and mm. collaborations with mentors now, because you know what we teach in highest level leader collective and highest level transformation um, is very much sourced in another mentor of mine who I'm very close to and have an agreement with. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to bring this to my people. Mm -hmm. All of that is part of embodying millions your way, if that's the way it goes, 
you know. I love that. So I have a question that I sure. think everyone is, you know, um, I feel like people ask this question, right? Women are always asking this question. What did it feel like? Like when you got there? Yeah. When you got to the million dollar threshold, when you reached it. Yeah. Was there because I think a lot of the women, at least the women that come and work with me, right? They're hurrying to get there. Yeah, they I was very hurrying. I'm getting there. They yeah. they'll say they'll rest when they get there. Yeah. What 100%. I have found though is the problem is is we don't ever we don't ever get there because as soon as we get there, something shifts and changes, which creates more of this dynamic of either hustle or pushing or shooting or have tos or keep up with or right right yeah which is complete disconnection to the magic we're talking about 100 percent. yeah so what did it feel like when you got there and then what happened (laughs) well i could tell you it's so funny i can tell you exactly what happened my business manager at the time so shout out to michelle weechar who was helping us at the time and she (laughs) so funny so i am a big fan of tracking your income you know so tracking your income every day keeping your stuff on you know like looking at the income that's coming in looking at your money having a relationship with your money relationships are my edge across the board and part of what this is a little sidebar part of what i had to transform within myself in order to create what i've created now is I had to completely heal all my relationship schniz. I had to be on a therapy journey with my husband. I had to rewire my attachment style with my NLP guy. I had to do all that. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so again, so for those of you who are avoiders with your money, like I feel you, I've been there too. And I've done a lot of work to look my own money in the eyes. And so as a part of that, the Michelle would send me these reports of like the income she would keep, she would send, I would have her add up the income that kind of, that came in and send me the tracking sheet in the email every day, right? And um, I remember the subject line was, you're going to want to save this one. Oh, I love that. I love that. It was like, you're going to want to save this one. <laughs> and sure enough, it was like we crossed, we were like at 1.01, whatever. Right. And um and I just remember thinking to myself, first of all, that's really cool. You know, like, I just was like, this is a thing. Cause part of it for me that year. Uh, so before then I was at like, it's what I lovingly call the 750 K plateau. Mm-hmm. Right. I was at the 750 K plateau and I was so done with that. I was like, what is this about? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. I had a VIP day with David Nagel that year. And I was, because what I ended up doing, I was like, I did, it was part of, I was like, I'm going to set, I'm going to set up the conditions. This was my thinking. And this is the thinking we still use. I'm going to create the conditions so that nothing can stop the train. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hire this guy for, you know, one of my friends for NLP and nervous system regulation and all of that. I didn't know it was that at the time. I'm going to hire, you know, Jennifer for this, this, and this. I'm going to do the VIP day with David. I'm going to, I just got all the ducks in a row. I'm going to get the partners I need to get. I got it all. I got it all. I created all, created the conditions. Mm -hmm. And I remember in that VIP day with David, he was like, cause I'm telling him all this. And of course, when David coaches you one-on-one, especially like whatever you bring to the table is not what that fuck is the real issue. (laughs) (laughs) And and, um, I just remember him saying, he's like, hold up, right? Elizabeth, 
for the past X years, $750,000. You get that like no one does that, right? And I'm like, uh, of yeah. course, but he was like, he really wanted me to see. I was so grateful for him. He was like, you get that even if you just did this for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And this is David Nagel. This is the guy who's like, turn your, you know, yearly income into your minutely income. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and he was like, it's enough, dude, it's enough. We also learned, this is another thing. It's like, actually not enough is a little bit of a herring for some of us, a little bit of red mm-hmm. herring. It was for mm-hmm. me. Self, like, he was like, and do you really think you're not enough if you're making $750,000 a year? And I'm like, that's really interesting. So for me, it was about creative self-expression. He's like, the problem is, is that you're not fully saying and doing what you're, you're not being fully self-expressed. You know, like, that's oh, big. It's yeah. big. Like, that's a whole, I've never <laughs> heard that on a call before. So yay. Um, yay. <laughs> whole other thing. Uh, and I can say a lot about that too, but basically, you know, you asked her like, how does it feel? And I, and I, I was actually, I was brought back to, to David in that moment a few months earlier. And I'm like, these bear, it was, it was me realizing like, first of all, I was happy and I was laughing. Like, you're going to want to save this one and everything. But I'm like, the barrier is just in your mind. It's just in your mind. And you know what, Elizabeth, what's really important to you? Mm-hmm. Is the, are you, do you want a million? Is that what you're doing? Or are you doing something different? I, I am in it for the impact. Mm-hmm. And I'm in it for bringing magic to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. I literally could not imagine doing anything else. And when other people dangle carrots in front of me, you can do this, you can do this. I just go, I want to do what I'm doing. You know? Yeah. And so I realize it's all in your mind. And what's more important? And of course, it's not either or. So the you know, the, the extra manifesting fun thing here is it's not either or, but I know mm-hmm. for myself, like the vision and creating the vision. Cause I love to create, I love to make stuff when I'm not, when I'm not coaching and building my business and I'm not hanging with the fam and being a parent, I am making stuff. And that's always been true. So part of me mm-hmm. is just, I love the making of the business and I love, I mm-hmm. want to build a thing that's going to help over a thousand liters plus, plus, plus get to seven figures or high multi-six because most leaders I know would be thrilled with 600K in 20 hours a week, mm-hmm. right? That's that's more important to me than constantly making a million year after year after year. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, in order to fulfill the vision, I got to create the conditions so that this is a you know, a $3 million, $5 million, $10 million business. That That's powerful. Sense. No, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. It's so powerful. That piece around, um, you know, not saying completely or being completely self-expressed, you know, yeah. in what you want to say, which is what was the sort of thing keeping you to get to your goal uh, of, or getting you crossing over that threshold. That feels so relatable. Yeah. Especially in this whole, you know, cancel culture and yeah. social media and dancing on TikTok or whatever people do. Dancing on TikTok. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. but it really is. It's like that, 
that feels really right. I mean, I think that we, you know, one of the things I talk about is this idea of we are, our sort of automatic um, mechanism of safety sometimes brings us into self-abandonment because we've learned that, 100%. right? We, yeah. We, yeah. we disown our identity, our voice, our power in exchange for safety. And when we do that, we are, we don't even realize we're doing it anymore, right? Like, and yeah. so it's really about coming back to this <laughs> self-loyalty and honoring that over yeah. everything else. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you articulated that in that way, because like, let's be real. Worthiness is a thing. Like there's no question about it. Not, an, we are swimming in not enough. Lack is baked into, yes. especially for women, for people of color, for, you know, so mm-hmm. many people that have been marginalized and, you know, it's like, it's baked. It's part of the system to keep you yes. Mm-hmm. Right. There's yes, it was engineered and continues to be so collectively. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet one of the things that was huge is that I was like, wow, he's right. It's not about not enough. Now I've got my, I've got my worthiness, you know, whiz bang. I've got that. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, it was a huge, it was a whole different way of thinking. I'm like it, you know, and of course they probably, you know, they, well, they do, they feed into each other, but mm-hmm. have someone say to me, a, a man, I will say that too, not to get all gender, but a man, he was like, mm-hmm. do you really think you're not enough? And you're making 70, $750,000 a year. And you really mm-hmm. think that you think you're not enough. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to go, you're right. I actually don't think I'm not enough. <laughs> I may behave like it sometimes. I may have some of the self subconscious programming going, right? Like mm-hmm. we all do, the automatic mechanism, as you beautifully put it. But mm-hmm. like when I'm fully here in my right mind and my neocortex, that up oh, yeah. you know, the rubber hose to that. <laughs> and this yeah. is, you know, and it's one of the reasons why in my work, I've really chosen perception neocortex level thinking to be my kind of primary change tool, even though Mm. the subconscious is such a powerful one, Mm. because what I have found is that, and, and, you know, yeah, we have nervous system has to be on board subconscious Mm -hmm. programming. We have to, we get to, I mean, what incredible technology we have Mm -hmm. that you can do and that NLP guys can do and hypnosis, like the tech, and that's just like, you know, old school, that's the story, like the old school, right. But like the technology that we have to get in there and work magic on our brains mm-hmm. blows my mind. It still does never gets old. Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yet if we're not bringing the top level awareness to it, awareness mm-hmm. is a catalyst for change, mm-hmm. then we can kind of just be swimming in that over and over. We can turn ourselves into a project and keep unpacking the beliefs and mm-hmm. everything, you know? Yeah. So for yeah. him to go, come on. And that, that, and that actually is another, I think another clue to the millions your way. Cause I had a priestess do that to me as what she, she, she had, it was, I had a similar moment. It's in my book, Ariel Spilsbury, who's the you know founder of 13 moon mystery school around that time, it was a couple of years before the moments with David, but it was when I was in the craft, learning my craft, who's me mm-hmm. and who are my mentors and what am I doing with my life? And oh my God, I've got this oath I took and what do I do about it? And all this stuff. 
And, um, and I had a conversation with Ariel and, and she asked me, cause this was before this was two years before David and his like drop the not enough stuff. She's was like, how long? She's like, you've been around the block. This were her words. You're going to, you've been around the block with this and not enough stuff. Haven't you? So she didn't say mm. like that any of it was true. She's like, you've been around the block with it. What's it going to take, Elizabeth? It's going to take another three years of NLP. I remember that line too. She's like, what's it going to take? Mm-hmm. One of her favorite, you know, um, initiator phrases. <laughs> right. <laughs> like she's like, listen, here's here's the deal, right? You say something on the astral plane, you put it into that you created in the non-physical, it's done. It's over. It's done. It is over. Yep. The rest of it is about bringing your, and, and so she let that land and I'm like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, the rest of it is your physical system catching up. A hundred thousand percent. Right. And she's like, put yes. sticky notes on your mirror. And I'm like, okay, you invented this mystery school and your big transformation moves. Put sticky notes on the mirror. Right. Like, right. Oh. right. But this, yeah. Right. But she, she's like, of course, because you don't, you don't friggin' need anything else. Like, and it was the same sort of thing. It was like, listen, do you really think that that's the issue? Mm-hmm. Girl, it's done. It's done. So start acting like it's done. Yeah. And that's, was essentially the same message that David said to me, like, really, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I found that. And I, so I think again, one of these things, right. The right through thing always comes through someone sitting on the, so I'm hopefully I'm, I'm, you know, delivering this for someone else right now. Yeah. Oh, it's sure just, a, it's a different perspective. Like what yeah. if not enough was just no longer a thing for you. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Oh. And then of course, what, what's after that. Right. And I'm not saying we're not, I'm not trying to say, it, and I think this is coming through, but to be clear, I'm not trying to minimize or be flippant or whatever, but it was really, it's very powerful, different perspective. Like, no, you actually don't believe up mm-hmm. here that's connected to God does not believe that you're not. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mm-hmm. buy it for a hot minute. Why? Because your divine nature. What, like, like, is it what, what, yes. what? Mm-hmm. does not compute. Yes. Thou art goddess. And you're going to sit here and tell me you're not enough. Like there's just right. a disconnect. Right. You know, it's so funny. I just posted this morning. Um, <laughs> I literally just posted. I don't buy into blocks. I don't buy into uh, this idea of blocks. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. what I wrote was something like, you don't have a block. You distrust your divine sacred divinity, right? You are not trusting in your divinity is the problem. You don't have a block that needs to be healed or fixed or unearthed or uncovered or put back together. So I feel like you're speaking directly to like that. Yeah. And I'm, you know, one of the things I remember when I was learning the manifesting, so when I was uh, downloading our manifesting teachings, one of the things I did is I looked at everything I learned from the Western occult world and their frame of it. And of course, you know, I was a friggin' child when I was learning all that stuff. So I, I didn't see the nuances that are there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, but then it's like, 
um, there was also, you know, I was also kind of, I was downloading, um, I was reading all the new thought stuff, which I'd never read before. I was reading all these different sources and I was in my engineer way, checking and cross-checking and really, and then, and then I had, you know, I was studying with NLP Marin and my dear friends, Carrie and Stacy were a little bit ahead of me and I was working with them. In other words, they, I didn't, I didn't actually go to NLP Marin until a few years later, but I was getting a lot of the frames from, you know, my colleagues and I was like, the problem is, and this was in 2012 that I, or okay. 2011, I was like, the problem is that it's like, okay, well, okay. So the magicians are all like riding the magic carpet. Cause I used to see, I used to see practitioners go and they would do this beautiful magic working and some stuff uh-huh. could happen, but they would go right back to their old ways mm-hmm. right back. And I was like, this is a disconnect. Mm-hmm. What I realized is that we've got two sides of the manifesting equation, as I call it. You've got your divine nature, your divine side, spiritual mm-hmm. law. You say it on in the non-physical, it's done, it's over. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? But you also have this beautiful technology of being human, mm-hmm. of the mechanism that you're talking about. We have mm-hmm. the three brains. We have mm-hmm. the need to experience the familiar. We have mm-hmm. the way that our brain beautifully sets up internal structures so Mm -hmm. that we keep breathing on the planet. Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. what I would, how I, what I would offer because to the, to the insight is like, you get, you just get to, instead of being like, I've got to heal and I've got to work through the block, which again, I don't want to diminish or minimize minimize, because sometimes we don't, we need to like, look it in the eyes and we need to do what we need to do. shift. Of course. But that's Mm -hmm. like, you're working with your human self. You're working yes. with a human being and the technology that is your human being. Yes. In order to have access to the truth, which is thou art goddess and so is everybody else. Right. Right. And there comes yeah. a point, right? If we want, if there comes a point where we get to kind of move from the working with the human side all the time to bringing the divine side and the neocortex back and going, this is how it is. And that's how it's going to be. Correct. I love that. That's so good. Thank you. Yeah. I just, Uh, I love this stuff. I could talk about it all day. This has been such a good conversation. I know it just feels so good and I could just listen to you all day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. I do. I receive that. Thank you. No, I love that. So where can people find you? Yeah. So I'm pretty easy to find. I haven't, I haven't Googled Elizabeth Purvis in a while. I'm a little scared too, but anyway. (laughs) So our company is called Seven Figure Goddess. And if you go to sevenfiguregoddess.com, it will redirect you to femininemagic.com because we haven't moved the domain over yet. But basically that's where, that's our home. And um, you'll find all the things, you know, all the things there. Uh, and the the reason why we have the two names is because I ha- I, you know, when I got those marching orders back in the day, it was like, you're going to have the business side and you're going to have the magic side. And it's been a real interesting journey to see which is out front at any one time. You know what I mean? Like, which is, which yeah. is for, a, for a while there, I really needed to bring feminine magic. I need to have that out front so I could really like take the metaphysical teachings to the next level. So the webs, that's why we're on that domain, probably more than you need to know. But if you go to seven, <laughs> you get sent over to feminine magic.com and we're there. And then also you can go to seven figure goddess book. Dot com and the best way to kind of get in my world it's why I wrote the book <laughs> is to uh is to download that 
that book. It contains our framework for the energetic piece of leaping from six to seven figures in two years or less. I love that. I love that. Everyone needs that one. Yeah. Yes. Everyone needs that book. It is. People love it. I'll just say that like, yeah, it truly is a gift from the goddess. Like, and that is hundred percent me. That is entirely, um, you know, work that I created and, um, and it works. I have watched, you know, I tell the, the, in the book, the story of how it came to be, but I have watched people go from to $50,000 to work with me for six months. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and I hope you'll come back. I hope I would love to just continue the conversation. Yeah, we can. I, I, yeah, I just love, I love what you're doing. I love that you're having these conversations. Um, I hope that I brought a different perspective to doing it your way because you said it so beautifully at the beginning, doing it your way is not just your ego going, well, I want this. Yes. Actually, what am I being asked? Which is one of my favorite ways of thinking about it. Like, yes, by being shown and then surrendering to that as quickly as possible. Oh, I love how you just phrased that. So beautiful. And it really is goes from duty to devotion just in how you shared that. You know, it's like, I can feel the energy of it change, right? Ego is like the duty and the should, and we got to push through and we got to get there. Yeah. And then we just ask that question, right? What am I doing? I've got to get to millions by writing yes. books and becoming a famous young adult author. Exactly. That's exactly right. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. But <laughs> no, that's beautiful. I love that. Well, yeah. Um, I know that uh, you'll be back. I'm glad that you'll be back. I'm in such gratitude. Go and get um, Elizabeth's book ASAP. Like, do not just turn this off. Make sure you go get her book and find her online. And um, clearly, you can you hear why I love her so much. And um, I think we're complete for today. So thank you for being here. And we'll see you next week. Okay, bye for now. Bye.